0: Do you sometimes struggle with staying consistent while growing your business, meaning you don't have enough consistency in your energy, your productivity, and your output? Then check out the following masterclass that I gave at a private event where I'm going to show you the four steps on what I call the consistency ladder to make sure consistency and discipline is second nature to you and that you can grow your business the fastest and most efficient way possible. Check it out. Welcome to a new episode of the Consistent Performance Podcast. Being successful as an agency owner or online entrepreneur is not just about accumulating more and more information, but it's about better implementation and execution. Because when you're able to be truly consistent with the right habits and actions, both in your business as well as your life in general, that's when the magic happens. That's why on this podcast, we give you the right strategies and frameworks for you to be able to achieve consistent energy and consistent performance so that you're able to grow your business the most efficient and effective way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health, or burning out along the way. I'm your host, Killian Markert. Let's get started. And today, what we're going to talk about is how you can master your daily performance and consistency so you can scale your agency but do so without neglecting your health, burning out, or sacrificing time outside of business. So it was really awesome because we had some good questions here, like how many hours did you put in this, right? And everybody's like, wow, a lot of hours, right? And so people have to understand that. Yeah, very often what we do comes with the sacrifice, right? And so I wanna start out actually with a with a question to you guys. Who of you had uh, has at the beginning of the year sit down and set goals for 22. Who of you has set goals for the year? All right, cool. Who of you set goals also specifically for a personal area, for something outside of business that you wanna improve? All right, some, business, some people as well. Who has set a goal for a specific habit that you wanna implement, like a good habit to implement, to do more of bad habits to break? Or maybe even a new year's resolution, some people. And out of those, now at the end of January how many of you are still on track with your new year's resolution ah okay a bit less bit less a bit less hands that's totally common right we guys all set ourselves resolutions and and things and so just a quick thing about me i don't want to talk too much about it but i've worked with close to 100 agency owners in the last 3 years and business owners in general as well and what i've really seen is what is what is holding people back Right. And that's going to be the topic of the next few uh, slides. And then after this, we're going to make it really interactive. So I want you to think about what is holding you guys back the most. So what I have seen is a is few of the following things. OK, so let's talk about this. Is it that people don't have enough information? Right. And what I hear a lot from people is some of the following things. Let me just watch some YouTube videos, read some more books, or just get another course. I need, I need more information, right? And the question is this. You guys, I think, are super well equipped with awesome information, right? You have great mastermind. You have great presentations. So very often the information is not the, not the issue because if it were for information, but wait, why is not everybody crushing it? Why is not everybody running around having a multi-million dollar business at the same time? six-packs abs super ripped and the best relationship not burned out in the Zen Buddhist, right? The information is out there, right? You have books, you have courses, you can even pirate the best courses out there of everything if it were just for the information. So very often the conclusion for me is what I've seen for most people information is actually more information is not worth a lot, right? Because the information itself only will not do much for you guys you've seen so many presentations today but if you're not if you're not able to implement them and stick to them consistently it, nothing will change all right so what what you need is a proper customized implementation and then sticking to it long term and that's really where it's at and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that more in a second and see also in the q and a how we can make that work for you okay let's talk about the next point some people tell me, oh, I just need more willpower and motivation, you know? Like I have this awesome plan by Marcel now, how I create uh, my, my agency, systemize everything. But you know, sometimes I'm just not motivated, you know? Or I just need more willpower. I just need to you know, push myself a bit more. Just need to be more disciplined. And who of you has had one of these thoughts ever? I'm not disciplined enough. I need to push and motivate myself a little bit more. I should just stop checking my phone that often. I should just resist ordering food that much or I should just go to the gym more often. And basically, it's this inner voice which should tell you, man up, you know, do more of it, push yourself more, it can't be that difficult. And you can summarize it with one of those, just do it, you know. (laughs) And that's kind of the voice maybe in your head that says, just do it, you need to push yourself harder. But Is that the solution? Well, everybody says you have to be disciplined, right? In entrepreneurship, you have to be super disciplined. But who talks about how do you actually become that disciplined? That's a big question. How do you become disciplined? Is it by just pushing yourself? Maybe at the end of the day, you're super tired. You want to, you know, you want to do something. You want to still go to the gym, but then you just can't get yourself to do it because the willpower and the motivation is simply too low. Is that how you become disciplined? Let's see. I want to tell you a quick story. It's my cold shower epiphany story. So five years ago, I lived in Barcelona, right? I did my, my uh, studies there and I had this, this event this day. Still remember this day. It's a quick story. So it was one day I was in the gym and I had just finished an amazing workout. I was super tired, super sweaty, and I was just on my way to the, to the changing rooms to take a shower, right? Super looking forward, just hot shower and relaxing. So I get in there, get into the shower, start the water. Water here, water is cold. I was like, oh no, water is cold, fuck. Wait a bit more, wait a bit more. Water doesn't get warmer. I'm like, what's going on here? Water is not getting warm. And I'm starting to get frustrated, I'm like, What's going on here? And I cannot get myself into the cold water because I'm so tired. I'm just so finished basically at the end of a long day and I just had a workout. I'm not, No way I'm going to go into that cold water. So what I do is I stop it. I'm like super angry at the gym owner. Why can't this guy not fix this? Can't be that difficult. Take my clothes, go into the... Oh, sweaty into my clothes. I hate this. I walk back home and then I shower there. And then when I'm back home, I'm like, that was really stupid right now. Why can I not take a shower? And I'm angry at the gym owner. I should angry at myself that I'm not able to take a shower. And so from this moment onward, I swore to myself, I'm gonna learn to take cold showers. And from this moment onward, five years ago, every day, every morning, I'm taking a cold shower. Every morning. Short break. Don't worry, guys. It's going to continue as usual just in a second. If you have already liked and enjoyed the podcast up to this point, then my only ask from you would be to give it a five-star rating so that we can draw more people to this podcast and have more people enjoy the value in it. Thank you so much. I started first. Let the water become colder step by step. And I was like hyperventilating, like, (gasps) you know, not really getting you. It really like was super cold. But then step by step it became a habit and step by step over the years it became more normal. And at some point I had this epiphany where I'm like this has become something some part of me. I've started to call myself someone who takes cold showers and it's really so normal for me now even though every morning it feels uncomfortable. It's not like oh it's suddenly warmed the water. No it's still freaking cold and it still feels uncomfortable but It's so normal for me. I have become a person who takes cold showers. I've shifted my identity. And this is a lesson I want you to take away from this. And we're gonna take a look at this. What is the ladder of consistency or the scales of consistency? Let's go through those. You can also call it the ladder of discipline or the ladder basically the scale of discipline. We're gonna go through four layers. There's four levels of this. The lowest level of discipline and consistency is willpower and motivation, right? On some days you're motivated, you can get yourself to do something, you, you know, go to the gym, you're motivated, or also you know you guys are motivated now because you heard the awesome presentations from the other guys, and you're like, "Boah, I'm gonna crush it, I'm gonna implement these things, gonna be awesome. However, this is not reliable because on some days you have willpower and motivation, and then on other days you're like just so tired or something happened, you're not motivated, and then you're not gonna stick to it anymore. So that's the that's the lowest level actually of consistency. The second level is disciplining yourself. That's already a little bit higher down the line, which means you do that more regularly, right? You basically use also some form of willpower, but you can actually start to drain your brain to do something more consistently. So some people talk about your brain frontal cortex gets stronger because you use that more regularly. You can get somewhat better at this, at using willpower and disciplining yourself. However, it's still limited. It's still not possible to do that all the time. At some point, you know, something happens in your day, you're just too tired and you don't have any discipline. It's not endless that you can do this. So it's somewhat better, but it's also not the uh, highest level of consistency. Now level three, now we're talking habits and routines. What you do here is a very important differentiation. You go away from willpower and pushing yourself towards being clever about your environment, making it easy that you stack certain habits together to routines so that it's very easy for you to stick to those and do that consistently. Let me give you an example. When you at at the end of a day, right, you want to go to the gym. You had a long day at work. In one thing saying willpower and motivation would be, yeah, I just need to push myself now and get off the couch. That is sometimes works. Sometimes it doesn't, right? Disciplining yourself would be very similar. Maybe you have some accountability in place, but it's also not very reliable. But if you have a really strong routine in place, Where, for example, you've already prepared your gym bag. It's standing at the door, right? The gym is very close. You maybe already have an appointment scheduled there. Then the only thing you have to do is you focus on getting into your gym shoes. You also have maybe a sauna next to the gym, a reward that you're looking forward to. After that, you maybe allow yourself your favorite protein shake, right? So you have a plan where you thought about how can I make this habit so easy that getting started is not a question at all. It's super simple. And that's the question because most people, they're stuck at this stage. They think like something is maybe wrong with me. I'm just not a disciplined person. I'm just not, you know, motivated enough. But most people just don't have a plan. They didn't sit, they haven't sat down properly and defined how can I make this so easy that it's bulletproof, it's foolproof even. That even on the worst day, it's gonna happen. And it's gonna be super easy, okay? That's the the level where we should be targeting at. But even this is not the highest level yet because the highest level is number four. And that's what I was mentioning at with the cold shower epiphany. Once you do something for long enough, it starts to become your identity. It starts to become normal for you. You see yourself as this person who does this. You start to call yourself, hey, I'm a person who works out. I'm a person who eats healthy. You can see this in a very extreme case. For example, if you say, I'm a vegan. Do you understand this? You have your self-image attached to I'm a vegan, and then it's very easy for you to totally decline any animal product. And that's a very simple uh, idea, or like the the way um, our self-image worked works. If you shift because of small habits and routines, you do that long-term, your identity starts to change. Because you accumulate this proof that you're becoming a certain type of person, okay? So that's the highest level and that's what we wanna reach uh, in the long term. And if you, let, let's talk about this for a second. If you were to ask, for example, a pro athlete, right? Let's take some pro athletes. Let's take Usain Bolt, for example, best uh, sprinter. And let's take Michael Phelps, right? Best swimmer out there. If we were to ask them, Mr. Bolt, Mr. Phelps, How do you guys regularly motivate yourself to go and work out? I guess they would say something like this. What? (laughs) I'm not motivating myself because these guys, they say, hey, I am an athlete. That's who I am. Of course I'm working out. It would be weird for us to not work out. They would need to motivate themselves or push themselves to not work out because that is the highest level. They, of course, have over the years implemented epic routines epic habits and then over the course of the time they have shifted really their identity and it's so normal for them to do these things and so that's why i want to talk about this what is discipline then and it is not something you do it's not something you do that you're like oh i'm disciplining myself no discipline is a byproduct and it's a byproduct of you creating the right habits and the right optimizations in your day with a proven process, with this good plan, by designing your environment, really doing that properly. And then step-by-step find step, them with the desired identity, the person you wanna become. And through that process, you're shifting your identity, you're shifting that person. And that's really how you create sustainable habits. And then people say, wow, he's so disciplined, but actually you're not doing anything. It's just something that has become part of you and it's become something that's really normal for you and then let's turn now to a final point that i hear a lot what is holding people back so we talked about information people think they need more information but it's actually not the case people think they need willpower and motivation also not the case and what i hear a lot is this as well business is first right now right things like this i need to grow the business first and get to the seven figures revenue milestone, and then I might think about improving my performance, for example, my energy levels, my sleep, or my consistency in the gym. Or I hear things like, I cannot see how, let's say, exercising more will help me bring in more revenue. Or I hear things like, I don't see the connection between being more consistent in my personal life and making more money in my business. And it looks kind of, yeah, they have some points, these guys, right? But if you look a bit closer, I wanna make, sh- want to help you have a shift. There's this, this thing I wanna talk with you about. If you guys have support for the strategy or an operation side of your business, right? You have the best strategies from awesome agency owners, from mentors, you're in a mastermind. Could it be that your own performance and execution is a bottleneck? Could that be the case? Because if you have all the info and still you're not getting it done, Think about this, maybe there's a bottleneck with you yourself and the way you show up every day. That's one, one thing to think about. And the other thing is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So what that means is that everything is connected in our lives. How you show up in your personal life will also determine how you show up in your business and the results that you get. That's a big statement, I know, but think about this. If you're always tired, you're not sleeping well, you're not recovered. Then you start working in the morning and you have a team meeting, you show up and people see that you're groggy. What inspiration is that for your team? What inspiration is that for the business? If you go on a sales call, you're groggy, you're not energized, you're not gonna have the highest closing rate either. And also your clients will notice these things. So how you show up, how you also organize yourself then reflects also into the business. So everything is connected. You cannot isolate this, and that's why it's super important that you start to see yourself as the new athletes. I like to say that entrepreneurs are similar to athletes. If you look at Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, they take care of themselves. They really, you know, take good nutrition, good food, rest, recovery, you know, working out, making sure they are on top of the game. And you guys, you are actually, if you think about it. There's not many entrepreneurs out there. We're still a small percentage of the whole population, but you guys wear a lot of responsibility. So it's super important that you are on top of your game, that you're mentally sharp, so you can perform at the highest level possible. And so to just show show you an example, if you have great habits and routines, you sleep better, you also have higher energy and more focus, you're gonna be more productive and manage your time better. That means you get more of the needle moving tasks done in less time. You sit down in the morning like Marcel and you're crushing it by creating those SOPs that you know you should do because you're able to focus. If you're always distracted and you didn't sleep well, how are you gonna get this stuff done? Like, okay, let me just check some emails, that's easy. Well, of course, you're never gonna get a setup like this if you're tired. That's why it's super important that these habits are on track so you're able to work well, you're energized, you're focused, you're productive, and you have good time management. So you're getting those needle moving tasks done and also do so Without burning yourself out, because if you do this, if it drags out all day, well, of course, you will not last long because you don't have any balance in your life anymore. And then, of course, if you're more energized, you make better decisions. You have better sales calls. You have better meetings. Your team will love you more. You create an awesome culture in your, in your company. And you then, of course, will also spend less time working because you're more efficient. And so you're able to have more time for recharging other areas and enjoying your life. So to summarize this, what are the ingredients for success? I think it's three, three ingredients. You need strong accountability plus real commitment. Patrick talked about this accountability partner. It's one element. Another element is coach, mentoring, masterminds where you create this accountability as well. Strong account- about accountability plus real commitment. Real commitment means emotional, financial, psychological, that you even make public announcements that you're now focusing on this, which again refers back to the accountability piece. Okay, super important. If you don't really dedicate yourself towards improving these areas step by step, it won't get better. Just sitting down, yeah, I'll read a book on this, will not do much difference. And then the second piece is you need a proven process and step-by-step system for sustainable habit change. That summarizes a bit the piece, what we talked about in terms of the willpower piece. If you don't have this, if you don't step-by-step sit down to think about what are the habits that matter for me most right now? What should I improve? And you don't create a plan for how to improve this, chances are tomorrow willpower again And just say like, okay, yeah, I'll just not check the phone. Or yeah, I'll just motivate myself to go to the gym. And then you fail again because you don't have a plan. You don't have a sustainable process for habit change. Okay. And the final final piece is you need that deeper identity change. You need to sit down at the beginning. And that's also related actually to what Patrick said and the idea of what you actually want to get out of your life. So you start with what's your vision? What are your values? What do you want to achieve? And very importantly, the missing piece here is this, who is the type of person you want to become, right? Who, But I like to say it like this, instead of asking yourself what, ask yourself who. Basically again, who instead of what? Who do you need to become who would easily achieve your goals? Instead of thinking, what do you need to do? No, who do you need to become for for that kind of person that it would be so normal for that kind of person to actually do the things necessary to achieve your goals. And then once you understand this, you ask yourself, if I'm trying to become this person, what are the small habits I would need to implement so I'm proving to myself that I'm becoming this person? Okay, and I think these are the three ingredients for success. Let's ask if our athletes agree. Let's see, yes, good, they, they agree, thumbs up. Awesome, cool guys. Then I don't wanna talk more about this. Let's really talk about uh, what is holding you guys back the most. If you have strong routines, I'm, I'm very similar today. And I, t- hey, do you actually, for example, if you have these situations like a mastermind, do you need to go like in this all or nothing mindset that like, yeah, I will, you know, not do anything today. No, of course not. Because if you have strong routines, then you can also rely on them that, you know, come back like Monday to Friday again, you will get back on track. So it's no problem at all if 80, 90% of the time you're on track with your routines and then comes a special event like this and you fall back or like you don't do it at all. Because actually it's awesome because it's a test for how strong your routines are. Because, you know, there could also be things which are not planned. You have an accident, you get sick, and then, of course, will you stop your routines, which you had for two years, simply because you got sick once? right? That would mean you didn't have this, what we said, this, uh, this proven, this, this step-by-step system for actually implementing habits. Because then you would probably have implemented them by luck, right? So it's actually awesome that you have these situations every now and then, once per month or so, or every few weeks, where you get off track. So you can see how easy it is for you to get back on track again. You don't force the habit. If you force the habit and you feel like you need to force the habit for six months, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. That's totally the, the case because if you force the habit, you're not using a step-by-step system because if everything feels always difficult, you, you're doing it wrong. You're doing too much at the, same, at, at the beginning, for example. And that's, that's the thing I see all the time, people starting with something and then they are like, okay, let me just meditate for 30 minutes every day. And after six months, probably it's super easy. Well, this this is a recipe for failure. It's not gonna work. You should rather approach it like this that you build this consistency first with a meditation habit of a few minutes even per day. So then you have proof of, of like, how easy is it for you to say, I'm gonna meditate two minutes for 14 days. I think we could do this, right? We could fit it into lunch break or something like this. And then suddenly after two weeks, you're like, wow, like I did two weeks straight of meditation and things start to shift now, right? It's of course not a strong habit yet, but you start to shift. So that's it, you need to accumulate this proof that you're becoming this person by tuning down the barrier for success, not making it difficult for you. That's super important. And the second hack I wanna give you is not, not applicable to all habits, but for some habits, think about where in the past have you been like this before? I think that's powerful because for some things we're like, yeah, wow, it's going to be difficult and so much discipline required and so on. But think about were there times in the past where maybe something similar you have done or maybe you were consistent with something? That's something we neglect a lot. We don't celebrate our past successes. We only look at yeah, what we don't have and where we fall short. But think about where have you been good? Maybe as a teenager, you had some really cool hobby with it and you don't do it anymore for whatever reason. And then think about these things, they're going to motivate you and they also make you see, hey, wow, there is already this part of myself that can be consistent. Wow. Right. And that's like, this is also a booster because then you start your identity shifts quicker when you understand that the potential is already in you. It's already there. It's about just combining it with this, you know, making it easier in yourself, step-by-step process. Plus the mindset element of the identity where you already have been like this. And then it's, it's much quicker to shift the, the identity. It's, it's very important that you say that because you have a strong accountability piece that you say, I'm going to commit to this group. Right. And then also what, what example, what I do with my clients is they, you see when, when someone new joins our, our program, people celebrating their wins and I make people celebrate their wins every time. Like weekly, on a weekly basis, a few times people post their wins. And these are small things like, you know, ended work at the time that I wanted. Hit the gym that many times. In the morning, didn't check my phone until lunch. And like, what, that's a win? Didn't check my phone until lunch, right? And that's like, people understand, wow, these are the type of things we can actually celebrate. It's amazing, right? And so you wanna live up to that. You wanna also be able to post those wins. And then it's like, you're part of this, uh, this identity. The first leverage point is, is usually the energy piece. Because of course, the first thing to start is what we said here, uh, getting really clear about who you want to become first, right? What is holding you back the most? So that's the first piece, getting clarity. How does your day look like? And then long term, who do you want to become and what holds you back the most? But then most of the time for most people, it's the energy piece. So that means the biggest energy mover is sleep for sure, sleep. If you don't get proper sleep, your nutrition and exercising are super important, but not as important as your sleep, not as important. They're actually based on your sleep. For example, quick example, if you didn't sleep well, your hormones like um, ghrelin and other types of hormones are released, making you more hungry, right? That means when you're not eating and when you like have a sleep deprived, you'll be more hungry So it will be more difficult for you to actually stick to a good diet, right? Same thing with exercising if you didn't sleep well You're excess you're less motivated to exercise and you will not be as high-performing. So sleep is everything again Now how do we sleep better? Well goes back to when do you end work? What do your time and what do you do in the last two hours before you go to bed, right? How much stress do you have so it all is connected? That's why I say Everything is connected to the other thing. How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? And that's why you need to understand, where do you start? And for most people, I start always in the second half of the day, because as, as Patrick said already in the, in the 10 lessons, you win your day, not the evening before. So you need to ask yourself, I always start with like, okay, when do you end work? How much work do you carry into the evenings? Therefore, how much of that, is that affecting you in terms of winding down, in terms of also focus and light and so on? And then of course the other things, what do you do in the evenings? Do you like have your screen blasting in your face and you like you're still checking stuff until late at night and you have uh, light in your face? All of that is gonna impact your sleep. And then also how consistent is your sleep schedule? Do you eat close to bedtime? There's a lot of stuff. And we can also go over this in like another workshop or, some, or something. In the German one, it's already in there. But that's where you start, right? Optimizing sleep. Then after this, once the sleep is, is on track, you look into starting the day proactively versus reactively. If you don't do that, you will never get to what Marcel said. I love this example, man, because it's exactly building on that. So you will never get to sitting down and doing all this uh, this SOPs. You're systemizing agency, right? And then, of course, after this, things like nutrition, exercise and so on should be in place as well. That's usually the the, the approach, but you start with the evenings and the sleep. If you think about it, yes, we have the, the component of the screens and so on. But the question is also how long do you work, even if you don't look at screens, right? If you look at work at your laptop. And the other thing is also, do you have habits in place that then help you to let go of the stress and of the work? Right. Because if you, for example, don't have anything that relaxes you like a wind down routine, for example, for some people, it's super helpful to journal. Right. They write. They have a journal. And then before they end work, they sit down and they write all the thoughts that are occupying them, write them down. And some people they even burn it and throw it away because like, let's get this thing out of my head. And that is can be helpful. But this is, you need to test a few different things. But I'm a huge fan of having some form of wind down routine where you do something relaxing like breathing or do you some yoga or these types of things. But let's be honest, most of us, we have our screens, put it away, okay, sleep. But that's not really where the time had some, the body had some time to wind down, right? And that's like the thing. We don't give our body this time to wind down. And that's why the mind is super active on hype, hyperspeed. And that's why it's super difficult to, to relax. So it's like a combination of avoiding some bad habits and implementing some good habits. If you want to start with the morning. So let's just start quickly with the evening. So. I'm a huge fan because I've tried so many things of keeping it simple, right? Once you start out, you try a few different things to see what works best for you. But I I like to try to keep it simple. And what we do in the evenings, we lower the lights around the time when the sun sets so we don't have really bright lights going on. We also have like, uh, some sexy blue light blockers, so she, she has some too. So we use some of those blue light blockers because they can help you to, they make you more tired. And also if you, for example, still wanna watch some documentary or something or something that relaxes you, you can still uh, have those on and they are not gonna affect your your melatonin production so much. So that's just a little gadget, not necessary, but cool. And then we do something relaxing, like either some 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 stretching or some breathing session. We have like this This app where you just lay down on a yoga mat and you put your, you know, you can put your hands on your belly and then you just follow this breathing rhythm. There's different types of apps for this. Calm has some feature. Another one is other ship, different types of breathing apps. And that's super powerful because all day we're like, we have our attention not in us, but on our screens. And this is the only moment in time when you get your attention back into your body. By focusing on your breathing. And this is something that calms you down, similar to what you asked, right? What calms me down? Well, getting your attention from your head into your body. And that's like what breathing exercises can do. Another thing you can test is, for example, hot showers in the evening or a warm bath that helps people relax and also drops the body temperature, and then your deep sleep will be better. So that's that's one piece. And we also try to keep our dinners not too late. So we we eat at like, yeah, somewhere 6, 6 p.m go to bed at 9, nine 9.30 maybe. And also I have this three hours um, between uh, dinner and bedtime, also huge. There might be some other things, sometimes some reading, some some exciting things that, you know, look forward to, maybe some fiction book or something. So that makes it also a bit more attractive. And then when the sleep is optimized, you wake up, you have more energy, and then it's usually a combination of a couple of things, right? You have, I like to use it like these four elements, you know, fire, water, earth, and air, like these typical four elements, right? You have basically the water element is the hydration in the morning that you immediately, what we do, we we hydrate. I get like some lemon juice, some salt, like a big shaker bottle of water that I drink. That's the water element. The ground element, the earth element would be, you you touch the floor. So that would be either, what we do is like we do a morning walk. She takes the bus and then we just, I just walk with her, we walk up some hill. That's like movement. And also we do some yoga in the morning. So you basically touch the ground, the earth, right? So that's the movement piece. Then the, the fire element would be getting light. Depends, of course, a bit at a time of the day. Uh, Great would be, of course, if the sun rises that you directly get the light. It helps you set your circadian rhythm and then you sleep better at night. Of course, if that doesn't happen, you go out a little bit later once the sun comes, right? And then take a break. And then the, the wind element or the air element is getting fresh air and basically going out. All right, so this is super easy to remember routine, hydration, movement, light, fresh air. And then you can add something on top like you do some journaling or you sit down instead of having the phone, while you sometimes need a replacement habit, instead of the phone, you have your book or your journal laying there. And then you just write down what you're gonna do today or gratitude or in positive affirmation or how you're gonna crush today or what's the one thing you're gonna work on, right? That is a bit individual, depends on what the person needs, but these types of things you can implement and then that's it. And then you keep it simple. It doesn't take too long. You know, the combination of yoga, 10 minutes, hydration, a couple of minutes, walking, five to 10 minutes. Then, you know, you get ready for the bathroom like in 30, 45 minutes, maybe maximum an hour from waking up you're good to go. You can start work. Yeah. Of of course I go to sleep at nine. That's what I talked about in the last mastermind, having this nine hour window, right from nine to six is nine hours. And then you can use that window. Exactly. And so then sometimes, of course, uh, sometimes we, we, we wake up, of course on the weekend, sometimes allow myself also to sleep a bit in this is in this, like, if you, for example, have a consistent bedtime for like, Six days, five to six days per week. And then one time you sleep a little bit in. If it's not like four or five hours out of your usual time, it's not a big deal. You get usually back on track. So that's not a big deal. But think about eight, this 80-20 principle, right? What is 80% of the time where you can, can stick to this? Well, caffeine is, is a, is a co- cool question. Uh, it's, it's not something I would demonize because there's people who say never drink caffeine super bad. And then, of course, the other spectrum, like people being super addicted and needing caffeine. Right. I'm I'm like a big fan of using it in moderation and limiting your intake. So I would always say maximum one cup per day. And the other thing is try to reserve it for special moments in your day. Right. The The biggest rule is don't drink it directly when you wake up. So always wait at least 90 to 120 minutes. Why? Because cortisol is rising when you wake up. You should spike that. You should spike that naturally through movement, hydration and sunlight. Then it's a hydration. It's a cortisol release, which is much more sustainable. Then two hours later, this naturally goes down. Then you get the caffeine in and that keeps your focus levels higher. Because if you don't do this, you're going to crash in the afternoon. Because you have this overkill in the morning, like sunlight and then caffeine, and then everything drops in the afternoon, and then you're super groggy. And if you don't do this, and you basically defer it a little bit, and also what I like to do, I get a little piece of 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 of, of coffee, so just a very small one, and then I drink this over a few hours. So I have my my water next to me that I drink mainly, and then sometimes I take a sip of of caffeine, and it's like I like the taste, it tastes awesome. And it's like a little dose always. It's nothing that you like get the super spike and like jittery. And then you have nothing anymore. Right. So that's sustainable. But I also have like always one day per week where I don't drink any coffee. Like usually on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, I don't drink any coffee to never get really used to it. And then this little piece is always enough for me because I'm resetting my receptors as well. Power naps is, is an interesting topic. It is an individual one because you can test it. And you need to keep a few rules in mind. So never go over like this 25 minute mark, because then after that, you're going to enter a deep sleep cycle. And then when you wake up at like one hour or so, some of you have maybe noticed that, right? Sometimes you wake up and you feel like, oh, I'm in a different universe. (laughs) What did just happen? Where am I? Right. And that's usually when you wake up and you woke up in a deep sleep cycle. And you're like wow and you're like so groggy and it would have been better you didn't go to sleep at all right but you can avoid this usually by keeping it really at this 15 minute mark 15 maximum 20 minutes because usually you will never get into deep sleep in that time and then it's just more for mental reset you might be a bit dozing off But it's not deep sleep. And that can help you to be a bit more sharp. But longer than this, I wouldn't do. If you want to catch up on sleep that you lost the night before, you could do this. Then you would go for one and a half to three hours, which is like the full cycle. But then you're gambling a bit because it might be that you wake up and you didn't complete the full cycle. Something disturbed you, some noise or something. And then you're groggy again. So the best is still keep it to low, low low nap durations and rather make sure that the sleep at night is is optimized that's exactly it usually your body is so good that it usually doesn't wake up by itself during deep sleep that's rare there might be something wrong that for example you've eaten so eaten so much like heavy food meat and so on which is keeping your digestion active and then you never really get into deep sleep in the first place right these are like internal things but usually it's outside stuff like This thing, or you have a mosquito in your ear, which bugs you so much that you just wake up, or or like for us, it was the storm. It was really loud. The windows were shaking and these types of things that wakes you up. So only thing you can do is adapt your environment. Like don't bring the cat into your, your bed, for example, or put earplugs in if you live a noisy environment, move apartments and so forth. And again, you cannot have it perfect. Something's going to happen even to me. Like I cannot control a storm, you know, that happens. Okay, I'm tired on that day. I'm going to try to catch up. Maybe even with a 20-minute power nap, you know, do some breathing exercises. Next day I get back on track and then I'm, I'm, I'm back on track again, you know. So that just happens. I would probably, I, that's actually a situation where caffeine can help you. That's where you should reserve this for. Because of course, if you drink a lot of coffee every day, then you, you would like up the dose even more, right? But if you keep it in moderation, then for these situations where you had an emergency going on, then you can increase the caffeine a little bit on that day, combine it with something like L-theanine, which is like an, an a- amino acid, which helps to avoid these chitters. And then um, you just have this as an emergency and the next day you go back to a usual dose. And then you would get through the day, combination of like cold showers help you to wake you up in these times. Then of course, the little bit of coffee, some breathing exercises, like if you heard about Wim Hof breathing, for example, can also be helpful for this um, to get this focus back and wake you up. But again, these are short-term solutions for um, these, these emergencies. Well, carbohydrates in the evening are no problem. Um, depends, of course, when you eat it, because if you eat again, the volume of your food too late, close to bedtime. Make sure blood is going into your digestion. Make sure that you're going to keep your digestion active. You're not entering de- deep sleep so much. So any food in too much volume, too close to bedtime is, is a problem. Carbohydrates in it itself are great when you work out, for example. Let's say you work out at five, you come home from the gym, you eat a bit, six, seven. I don't know when you eat. And uh, German times, right? The Spanish people are probably like, what? Six, seven? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. you eat right and that's carbohydrates in the evening it's good like white rice uh, potatoes is awesome they are replenishing your glycogen sco- stores so it's good after the gym to eat that so there's nothing to, to be demonized about this and to your question bulletproof coffee well some people say that <laughs> there's you know this is a typical thing there's this whole biohacking sphere where people go to instead of fixing the the bad habits that they have they think about wow, I heard this bulletproof coffee thing. Maybe that's gonna solve all my problems, right? Maybe I get some more supplements and I drink this. I put butter and MCT oil in my coffee and then I'll be amazing, you know? Now it's like, you've got, you cannot fix this. These are like small percentages. For some people, they like it, some don't. But they're not gonna make huge changes for you. So th- don't think about these things. Think about how you can get a steady sleep schedule, optimize your bedroom, sleep well, wake up well, and then you can think about that. There is some supplements I would recommend. So for most people who live in a climate where there's not much sun, vitamin D3 is, is definitely recommended, 100%, because that's one of those where it's difficult to get. And that's good for testosterone, but it's also good for general uh, immune function and well being. so that's recommended. Also, I would definitely check out uh, creatine. Because most people thought that yeah, creatine is for bodybuilders and these type of things, but there's studies which have shown that creatine is also good for cognitive function. So you can go, you know, this three to five grams uh, per day, and um, no loading or anything required, and that's that's helpful for both uh, stamina in the gym, uh, strength and endurance, but also for cognition. So those two are really well researched. Then on top of that, you can think about okay, protein powder supplement is that. Maybe interesting for me. Depends. If you're vegan, for example, chances are you definitely need it. If you also want to go to the gym and, you know, gain some muscle because it's very difficult to hit high levels of protein on a vegan diet, for example. Other than that, it's not necessary. Yeah. It's helpful, right? To have protein powder because you get uh, protein in more and it's easier, for example. So these are things to think about. Then there's the category of the totally optional ones and these depend on your situation there's things like magnesium zinc selenium all these types of minerals i always like to say you don't necessarily need them if you have a good diet because if your diet is really full of good veggies of nuts and seeds of all of these things so if you guys quick hack eat two brazil nuts every day you know brazil nuts these these big these big ones they're really they're not that bad actually Two of them will already fulfill your selenium need for the whole day. So you can throw them in a smoothie or you know have them as a snack. Awesome, right? So once you know what to eat and you make this a habit diet, you don't actually need supplements anymore. And then of course, you can think about, yeah, depending on vegan diet and these types of things, if you need to supplement something, of course, that's a different question. But in general, you don't need it. For some people, magnesium though helps in the evening. They, it helps them to relax. It helps the muscle. For some people, they even take it in a bath. There's something called Epsom salt. It's like you put it in the hot water and it's absorbed through the skin. Helps also to relax. But now we're already talking about optional stuff that you usually do after the, the habits are in place. And everything else is, you guys know, it is very often marketing stuff. It's like, yeah, new, new shiny formula discovered and stuff, but it's like, it's not necessary. And you just focus on one of one of those few, and there you have the best basics. No, what I want to offer you for this, because I'm coming from this place of giving value. And also I want you to guys, you guys to take something away from this. And then of course, later down the line, um we can talk about working together. But my ex- exclusive offer for you guys is the following. For example, do you have a pack calendar? Do you feel like, ah oh, the way I'm structuring my days right now could be optimized or I'm not sure if I'm doing it right or scheduling myself properly? You know, how could you maybe make sure that you have more time, work on the needle moving tasks that we talked about first and make sure that your calendar is properly set up? Well, I'll give you a full workday schedule audit. Take a look at your calendar, give you some tips on how you can optimize that. So we can do something like this. Or are you working from an office or home office and maybe you feel like, ah, the way I set up my office right now, it's not so productive. Or maybe you're not sure about how you manage your tasks, how you set your goals, how you use the project management software, those types of things. Maybe you want to optimize this. Well, then I'll give you a work productivity audit. And is there maybe anything else you'd like to have personally audited by me for free? All of these things are for free. Well, let me know. Maybe your routine, morning routine, sleep routine, whatever you have. Just let me know and we'll make it happen. And so how to take me up on an offer. Now it gets funny. This is not really relevant anymore because my f- plan was this. Take out your phone, type my name into Instagram, but my Instagram is banned. So you can't you can, <laughs> can message me, but, but still what you can do is just message me on Facebook. So you can take out your phone and find me on Facebook. Just typing in my name, Kilian Market, and then send me a request if you're not connected yet. And then we'll, uh, you send me a message and then you just send me a DM saying like, Oh, I want the calendar audit or productivity audit or sleep audit or whatever you want. Just send me a message and we'll make it happen. Either we talk about it here or we'll, I'll send you a Loom video. Just give you some value, help you out. Or if you want to have a call, uh, we can also make that. Happen, And then why am I doing this? Well, let's be honest, because if you see that I can help you out, maybe further down the line, uh, you want to s- learn more about our program and how we are able to work together. But let's focus on this first. Uh, let me give you some tips or let me know if you want some more help. Apart from this, to answer your question, you just go to can go to my website, kidemarket.com and put in a discovery call and then we'll talk in person, all right? Perfect. Thank you, everybody. That's all like, or just drop me a heart and then we're connected. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, guys. Did you like this episode and want to learn more? Check out the show notes. In there, you'll find all the links and resources from this episode. But remember, only listening to the podcast will not change much unless you start implementing and executing on what you have learned consistently. Would you like to know if we might be able to help you take your performance to the next level? Then go to KillianMarket.com and apply for your free consultation call. On this call, we'll help you come up with a performance game plan to level up your daily productivity and energy and grow your business the most efficient way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health, or burning out along the way. Head over to killianmarket.com and apply for your call now.